My name is Tony Stark and I'm not afraid of you. I know you're a coward. So I've decided that you just died, pal. I'm gonna come get the body. There's no politics here, it's just good old-fashioned revenge. Generation episode 132. I'm Rob Logan. Mikey Arsenault is in studio with me. How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? Not bad. All right. We just saw Iron Man 3. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, we just got back from seeing Iron Man 3, which we will talk about later in the spoiler room, so no spoilers here just yet. But before we get into our summer movie preview, like we plan on doing, we saw another movie recently, Oblivion. Oblivion. What did you think? I liked it. I was really impressed. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. Yes, you made but, that very clear. Uh, very clear. <laughs> but I think you really pulled the movie off. I, uh, you know, thinking back, it was it was kind of long, but it was it was needed. Yeah. You know, I think you needed a lot of background information to kind of pull the movie off. Yeah, there were some complaints that the first act or so was a little slow, but it's at the scene. Yeah, I think it's... Kind of reminds me of like The Hobbit, yep. same thing. It was slow at the beginning, but you kind of have to get everybody comfortable with the scene and the setup. Yeah. And it kind of makes everything more believable in the end. Hobbit was really slow, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. The first time I watched it through, I thought it was really long. Yeah. I think it's because I was excited for it to get going. Yeah, yeah. See the action. But Let's do it! Exactly. Yeah. But then when I watched it again a couple other times, I it didn't bother me. Yeah. A couple other times, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I like it. I barely made it through the one. Yeah. The only thing that sucked about Oblivion, and, uh, well, not about Oblivion necessarily, but I did, I did, I liked it too. It reminded me of older classic sci fi films that was more about like existential questions than it was just, let's shoot everything and have robots and <laughs> for no reason. But there was that, that shithead on the phone, not in the movie, in the theater. Oh, God. Yeah. Everybody kept screaming at the guy, and I still don't even actually believe that he thought he was the one being yelled at. Yeah. I don't know if he was deaf. And then I was like, why is he watching a movie if he's deaf that there's no subtitles for? Because people are literally telling him, hey, you're not special. Turn your phone off. <laughs> yeah. That was an older woman behind us yelling at him. Yeah. Saying that. Oh. I just can't believe how bright the screen was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, in a dark theater, it just becomes. And he's sitting in the front row, too. Yeah, so he's blinding everyone yeah, behind him. Yeah. Oh, God. At least sit in the back row if you're going to do that bullshit. Um, I also saw Pain and Gain recently. Yeah, I want to see that. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, it seems like he's really seems to be hitting his stride. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's coming out with some great movies. Well, it was Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. I right. never miss a rock movie, and I've seen just about every Wahlberg movie, too. So I was like, oh, well, I have to go see this, despite the fact that it's Michael Bay. And not not to say that I think Wahlberg hasn't made good movies. He has. He's made some awesome movies, but it seems like now he's really kind of cranking them out. Oh, absolutely. But they seem quality still. Yeah, totally agree. Um, <laughs> for As far as Michael Bay goes, this is easily the best movie he's directed in the past decade. The last one he probably directed that was good was Bad Boys 2. 
Yeah, supposedly there's rumors of Bad Boys 3. Yeah, there's been talk of that. Yeah. But I was telling you earlier, too, that I went on a Saturday, and I was shocked that it was 9.50 for a matinee ticket. That's crazy. I mean, that that should be... A Saturday almost... at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Ridiculous. Not a lot of people are going to the movies. They used to be, like, 6 be... bucks. Yeah. I mean, 7.50, that's still fine for right, matinee. Right, right. But $9 is too much. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, some movie preview. We spent some time watching some of the trailers that we both needed to catch up on before we did this. We'll go month by month. Uh, I'll give you the release dates. We'll talk a little bit about what we think of these because this is all speculation. <laughs> May 3rd, which is when we're recording this right now, is the release of Iron Man 3, <laughs> which we saw, which we obviously can't get into. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we would talk about how excited we were for it, despite the fact that Iron Man 2 is not stellar. But we will give you our reaction later on in the spoiler room, so you're going to have to stay tuned through the entire episode. <laughs> Plus, we don't want to spoil anything now. Uh, May 10th, so coming out this week, by the time you guys hear this, uh, this Friday, is The Great Gatsby. What do you think? I think it could be good. Yeah? I, I do. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to run out and go see it. Are you familiar with the story itself? Not 100%, but visually, I like the look. You know, and I really think that Leonardo DiCaprio can can pull the role off. Yeah, he's, yeah. he seems really good in kind of the that theme. It's an interesting, uh, like there's there's a little feature that was airing in the movie before the movie tonight, and it's interesting that Baz Luhrmann can kind of take the different time periods. Like it looks like it's almost modern day, but attire and things like that are all still more past, more uh, period piece. Yeah, but I like also how they. The contrast seemed like they really cranked that up. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. visually, I think it's going to be pretty stunning. There's a very clear look to it. Yeah. Uh, May, I'm not too excited for it, though, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see it eventually. But. Yeah. May 17th, Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think it looks amazing. Yeah, that's probably the biggest movie I'm looking forward to this year, including Iron Man 3. It would still Star Trek topped everything. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one incredibly. And uh, one thing I'm really excited about with the Star Trek movie, looking at it, it, it really feels like they're not giving too much away mm -hmm. in this trailer. Yeah. There's still a lot, you know, you're not sure what's going on. There's so many rumors that Benedict Cumberbatch's character is Khan. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's when I first saw the trailer a while ago. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Like, this is Khan. Yeah. And then I kind of looked into it to some more, and it, I don't think it can be. Mm -hmm. Even though they have, I think, Alice Eve's character, there's a connection there between her and the Wrath of Khan story, but I don't think so. No. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe down the line, they might reintroduce Khan. Yep. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be you surprised. Know? Yeah, absolutely. He's but. the most iconic villain they have. Exactly. But I don't think I don't think it is him. No. Not yet, at least. But I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, there's also on May 17th, the movie Erased, which was the Aaron Eckhart. Oh, yeah. The, the one that we said was kind of like a combination of Taken, Taken and, and Unknown. Unknown. So it was like mashing Liam Neeson movies together. They even have the signature on the phone, like catchphrase, not Liam Neeson's Taken phrase, but he does something very similar. similar. Yeah. Yep. Nah, it looks good. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's going to be great depth. And it's not 
I don't think the outcome is going to be that shocking just because we have seen something similar yeah, and, yeah. and unknown, but it should be a very good action film, I think. Yeah, I think it looks good. I'm excited for it. And I don't, I think it might actually be a limited release too. I don't think it's getting like a huge. Really? Yeah. It's almost like they made it to capitalize on Neeson's kind of action movie style. I think it'll do well. Yeah, I think so. May 24th from Blue Sky Studios, uh, who are the ones behind Rio and the Ice Age movies is epic. Seen the trailer and I love everything that Blue Skies creates. I'm, I'm just having trouble getting excited. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Sometimes you just see these animated movies and you're just like, if it's not the right environment or the right characters, you just go, eh. Yeah, but I I thought the same thing, too, with like the movie like Up. Yeah. I'm like, how could that be any good? Right, right, right. It's an old guy floating around in a house with balloons. But it turned out to be a great story. Oh, yeah. So really, yeah, it just comes down to the, the core value. Yeah, you never know where they're coming from with a lot of these. Like, I thought Rio was just going to be eh. But Rio was really good, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not up-level story, but it was still very entertaining. The Hangover Part 3, also on May 24th. More excited about it now. Uh, Actually, I I didn't even want to watch the trailer. I was so disappointed (laughs) in The Hangover 2. I was basically done with with the title. I I didn't care. I was, too. The franchise was just... It burnt itself out. But I'm more excited about it now because... Yeah, again, it's similar, but this one is not an identical copy. Right, they're not doing the same formula. Yeah, I mean, one and two were interchangeable. Right, except one was funny and two was not. (laughs) Well, I think if two came out first, you You would have thought that was funny, and then then one came, you'd be like, oh, that sucks, because it just happened. I don't even think it was the repetition of the formula for me. The jokes fell flat. Yeah. Yeah, like, all the attempts at humor that they made in two, I don't know if it was just that it was too strange or i don't know they just didn't hit me yeah it was almost too absurd where it's not funny anymore yeah i think they they had it right in the first one yeah you know it was just the perfect combination of verbal exchange and the second one i think they thought if they took it a little bit farther it'd be even better but i think it just pushed it over the edge yeah and as funny as the first hangover was i still don't know why like I thought Hot Tub Time Machine was funnier, and that came out later in the same year. Mm-hmm. And I would have put Hot Tub Time Machine way above Hangover as like a great R-rated comedy return. And those have been coming out more and more now since The Hangover. So The Hangover is kind of responsible for rejuvenating the R-rated comedy genre. But mm. and I think by the trailer, uh, Hangover Three, that's back in Vegas, correct? Yeah, yeah, seems like it. And I think maybe that's more of a comfortable area, too. Yeah. I don't know. Things in, you know, you know, the saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Maybe it's just more believable that these just outlandish adventures could possibly occur. And yeah, we don't have the same familiarity with, uh, what was it, Bangkok? Yeah, I think it was Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. There's a monkey <laughs> in the street. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. That's normal. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I guess that's acceptable. <laughs> we don't know any different. Yeah. <laughs> We're ignorant Americans. <laughs> so no, I'll, now I will go see this movie. Yeah. No, I no. probably won't go to the theater, but I'll, I'll actually see it where I was, I was going to write off the whole franchise. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Fast and Furious 6, also on May 24th. <laughs> the hesitation. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't even remember which one I, you know, I saw fat. I know I saw Fast and Furious one. Mm-hmm. I own it. It's, I really enjoyed that one. The first one was good. Yeah. You know, it was a very unique concept. Yep. Um, two wasn't bad. Was three, three Tokyo Drift? I, th- I believe three was Tokyo okay. Drift. I didn't get into that one. And then after that, I never saw four. Yeah, me neither. You know, and five, I never saw. Fast five was not great. Everyone liked it. Really? Yeah, but I, because it was like, oh, the cast is back, and I don't know. I watched it, and I just didn't care. I mean, what I see in the trailer, I think it looks good, but I think, to me, it looks like a case where they're giving away some of the best, like, action moments in that movie. Yeah. Like, where they bring down the plane with the cars. Oh, yeah. That's freaking spectacular. Why would you show that in the trailer? Right. I mean, I think the character list, you know, the the actor list is enough to get people to come in you know you got the rock i mean that's almost enough right right so i think they should well you don't think vin diesel's a huge draw (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know i'm actually waiting for uh that the next riddick movie to come out yeah i I will see that but i don't know i think they give him too much away i know but i think it'll i think it'll be good yeah i think uh the introduction of the the whole military side Mm -hmm. could bring a whole new spectrum to it i think it would have been interesting and like you said charles are giving away too much not even just the plane scene but he slaps the um the picture down of uh what's her name michelle rodriguez yeah that actress if they never showed her character and they just showed the picture in the trailer yeah you could at least go okay is she actually back yeah and not only that but also they showed in the trailer we saw for iron man 3 Mm-hmm. They showed Michelle Rodriguez's character. She gets thrown out of the vehicle. Yep. Out over a bridge where, of course, she's gonna, she should fall to her death. Right, right. And you see Vin Diesel on the other side of a different bridge catapult out of his car to try and save her <laughs> in midair. Yeah. It's like, again, too much. Too much. Way too much. Save it. Yep. I agree. May 31st, After Earth, kind of the mirror movie to Oblivion. Yeah. But I'm not excited about it. And Me I want neither. I want to be excited about it. I love these kind of futuristic sci-fi. I really like that stuff. You're not thrilled about M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's movies? No. Huh. Yeah, no. And honestly, I don't care about two survivors. Right. You know, I, I don't have any connection. I, I don't care if they die. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> well, you'd have to they'd have to build that relationship and make you yeah. sympathetic a little bit yeah and i know i think they tried doing that in this recent trailer where you know will smith is getting talked to by i imagine it has to be his wife you know saying how she how he needs to connect with his son at a fatherly level instead right. of a, a commanding officer yep it's still they're just two people yeah you know <laughs> i mean they could have started with more yeah you know give me i don't care if they're the last two but. I almost care less because it's a kid. Not not that I'm like, oh, kill the kid. Uh, <laughs> more so in the fact that I, I don't relate to the character. Like, I don't know. Seeing Jaden, maybe it's just Jaden Smith that bothers me. Maybe I just want to see him die in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the whole like Will Smith getting him into acting and them doing all their movies together lately that just irks me. Yeah. And the other thing that I find strange is I know they're on, a, you know, the, again, this is just given away in the trailer that they're basically their goal is they have to get to the uh, 
emergency beacon, which mm-hmm. is in the tail end of the plane. Yep. Why are you sending your kid alone? I think uh, in another trailer, they show Will Smith like pinned down under something. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because in this other trailer, it just seemed like he was maybe in the, the front end of the plane, like guiding him. Right. But it's like, why are you sending your kid alone? Just yeah, I think he's stuck him. there. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not 100% sure. And the other thing that bothers me, I mean, they kind of look like uh, their hair, haircuts. They look like kid and play. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They got the weird, like, <laughs> flat top thing going yeah. on. The 90s is back. Uh, okay. L- let's see what else. May 31st. Now you see me. The magician. Really excited. Bank heist movie. This looks awesome. And, I mean, they, I don't know. Because, I mean, like I said, that, that definitely has to be one of those movies where they, they, They'd be dumb to be showing you too much. Yep. So what we're seeing now is super impressive. I can't imagine what the actual, I don't know if I want to call it trick. Yeah. But what the ultimate, like, deception is. Yeah. You know, I I can't wait to find out. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's always weird when they do magic movies because now we just know, like, special effects. Who cares? But you have to create, like, a weird believability beyond. Because you're you're making... A movie watching audience watch something we know is fake in a movie we know is fake, and yet it's all got to be believable. Oh yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, and I I don't know the actor's name, the the younger kid who is in a Zombieland. Oh, um, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, now to me like this role like proves that he is one hell of an actor. Yeah, because in Zombieland I was kind of annoyed by him. Yeah, like oh my god. Did you see Social Network? No. Oh, okay. I could he was really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Watching a movie about Facebook. I understand. I, so. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was my Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in that movie, it kind of annoyed me. And uh, but now looking at him playing this role, you're like, wow, this kid. You know, in the role, he's he's pretty badass. Yeah. Like I like the part where he's. Uh, handcuffed at the desk and oh yeah yeah like throws the cuffs onto the cop's hand you're like damn (laughs) (laughs) you don't do that to the hulk (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah how about the kings of summer also may 31st yeah it looks like it could be good Mm -hmm. but i just get a feeling it's gonna have a very depressing end maybe that's that's the feeling i get i mean i think it's gonna have a pretty good like feel good vibe like, at least for the first half of the movie. But yep. I just see something bad happen. For people that don't know what the Kings of Summer are about, I don't think this one's as well known as some of the others we're talking about. So it's uh three kids that... Or it starts off with two. I don't even know how the third kid gets in there. They didn't really explain that in the trailer, which is good. I don't necessarily yeah. want to know. But two um, are very sick of their families, and they find a place in the woods to kind of build their own house and become their own, like, masters of their own domain. So it's a very coming-of-age tale in that sense. Yep. But I honestly, I could almost see something bad happening from that third kid. Yeah. Because they said, like, who's this kid? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I, he kind of scares me. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. The kid's friggin' holding the machete, whacking down some tall grass. And I don't know. I could see it because they end up running away, mm-hmm. staying in the house. He's going to, like, accidentally stab one of the kids. Yeah. And, or, yeah. yeah, get upset because they finally decide they should go home. Yeah. He doesn't want to and yeah. traps him there and kidnaps yeah. him. And then it's a horror movie. <laughs> well, not quite a horror right. movie, but yeah, maybe an accident happens. One of them dies. And yep. 
that's how I see that movie going. But oh, I don't know if I want to see it now. <laughs> yeah. No, it does look interesting. Yep. Uh, moving into June on June 7th, the internship, which is the return of Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn since doing wedding crashers. They're back together for their Google internships. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not excited about this one. No, I'm not. I mean, it. Vince Vaughn had a couple quick one-liners that made me chuckle, mm-hmm. but I just—I've never I'm cared excited. for Owen Wilson personally. No. The the Wedding Crashes was a rare exception where I could tolerate him because it was such a good movie. Well, not not he's also wasn't you know a singular lead role. True, you know. Usually, when somebody's combined with another one, you can forgive the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But I don't know. Yeah, not thrilled about it. Uh, the Purge. Also June seventh. I like the concept. The I concept really do. is great. It really is, but I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those movies that I watch, and I just don't feel good when yeah. I leave. I have a feeling it's just going to devolve into something stupid. Like the concept is so great that I feel like no matter what happens, I'm going to be let down because it could have been so much better. Yeah. And honestly, this movie could have almost been like it, it, obviously it's focused on one family and one house. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I could you could make this you know three or four almost smaller stories just going on. And yeah, maybe even have it all combined to one. See, now end. that sounds much more interesting to me. You know, yeah, one of those kind of like different narratives that all yeah, like you said, combine in some way. Yeah, or have a similar thread. It's definitely a movie to see. I think because it's right now it's just. You know, probably the most unique concept. Sure. You know, I think this year. Definitely. Uh, how about Much Ado About Nothing, which I'm pretty sure is a limited release for people, again, that don't know. This is Shakespeare, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, the story itself is, but this is Joss Whedon's take on it. And yes, that is the same Joss Whedon that directed The Avengers doing a Shakespeare movie. And he's bringing back a lot of his cast from prior projects. You see, like, Amy Acker in there and Alexis Denisoff and... Uh, I know Nathan Fillion's in it, and then um, uh, why can't I think of his name? The guy who plays Agent Coulson, Clark Gregg. Yep. All of them are like, it's like, this is his crew, Whedon's crew. And it's a modern setting, but the classic Shakespeare dialogue. I think it, it's going to be one of those movies that's just going to, you know, I think it's going to do well. Mm-hmm. But it's just because it's going to be the acting completely. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's no special effects. Right. You know, honestly, I from what I think I remember hearing one time is, I mean, this was just filmed at someone's house, you know, and it was actually done in between other actors doing other jobs. Yep. And it, but it was filmed really quickly, and um, you know, I, I like the idea it's filmed black and white, mm-hmm. and I can't really say that about many other films. Yeah. You know, at least nowadays, I mean, there's almost no excuse. But yep. again, I think it it just kind of it it just points towards you know it's not about what's going on around it's just what's happening then sure right in that scene i know shakespeare's heralded as the like one of the greatest writers of all time and everything but if they're going to do a modern setting i almost just want to see a reinterpretation of the dialogue you can hit the same notes and change it up shakespearean dialogue annoys the crap out of me especially when you put it in a modern setting it just feels out of place yeah it's kind of like uh you know, the Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. You know, you're like, what? Yeah. You know, they're talking in 
Shakespearean time and yep. they're rolling around in Cadillac shooting guns. Yeah. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, it feels strange. It's mixed times. Yeah. And that can feel odd. Just like it might in Gatsby, same thing. Yeah. Because it is that weird mixture. But I um the other thing too is that Whedon is such a good writer of dialogue. So you're cutting off one of his strengths, and maybe that was his challenge to himself for this, but to cut off one of his strengths when it could be dialogue reinterpretation of a Shakespeare story, that sounds much more interesting to me. Yeah. Make it his own. Yeah. June 12th. This is the end. Again, for people who don't know this one, uh, this is a group like Seth Rogen and Jay Baruchel and... Danny McBride and uh, who else was in there? What's uh, I can't think of his name. Is it Clark Robinson? No. Couldn't help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are all playing themselves. They're having a big party at James Franco's house. Yeah. I love that. Uh, like you said, that, you know, I love how they're playing themselves. Yeah. Why, you know, it doesn't, there's no need to be No, else. not at all. <laughs> it's funny. And then the apocalypse happens. <laughs> That's, I love that. It was, yeah, just a normal house party and then just something completely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, this big chasm opens up apparently to the gates of hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was kind of enjoying the trailer. And then when Emma Watson <laughs> kicks in the door... <laughs> I fucking lost it. That, yeah. that was the best ever for me. Yeah, that looked funny and as hell. That sealed the deal that I Hermione need to see this movie. Hermione just stole all of yes. our... <laughs> I love how he even quoted her as Hermione yeah. Granger. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it way funnier. Yep. Yeah, that actually looks really funny. I can't wait for that one. And I'm not a Rogan fan either, so... Yep. It's going, and then actually, I haven't cared for Danny McBride's stuff that much either, <laughs> so there's a lot working against this one, but we'll see. June 14th is probably the movie I'm second most excited for all summer. Man of Steel. Yeah. Superman back. That I mean the the trailer is incredible. Yeah. You know. If people haven't seen the third trailer for Man of Steel, the first two are good, but the third trailer sells it big time. Yeah. And I think in this instance, I think a little bit more information really sealed the deal yeah. on wanting people, you know, getting people interested. Right. We needed you to know? know what the real tone was. We didn't know yet. Yeah. We and just I, saw visuals. And I'm glad it, it, it doesn't jump into him being like the f- all out Superman mm-hmm. right away. You know, I like how in the trailer it seems like he's trying to run away from who he is. Yep. Uh, you know, I like that. I like the build up. Explore the more human side of him first. Yep. Yeah. The character itself before he's Superman. And then I like how when he becomes Superman, you know, it, it seems like when he, you know, he embraces himself Mm -hmm. he's not accepted right you know and then obviously what comes next is what you really want to see action city yeah yeah Yeah, there's a lot of things that the trailer hit right like sitting at the table and you know superman can get up and leave at any second he's complying with the law he's humoring them for now but if shit goes down he's out of that room as fast as he needs to be I love seeing Kevin Costner as the father. Yeah, he looks cool. great in yeah, that role. I, I think he can play that role Absolutely. really well. Absolutely. June 21st, Monsters University. Super excited. Yep. Oh, I mean, that's just that's just such a... Just Monsters, Inc. It was awesome. It's, it's one of, if not the best, Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, I, I love the fact, you know, they have everybody coming back. 
Mm -hmm. that helps. And in this case, a prequel only makes sense. Yeah. You know, I don't think they have anything left to give on the other end. No, probably not. Because now they're just making kids happy. Yep. That'd be pretty boring, you know? <laughs> Unless there's a threat. Yeah, make it a, you know, they could make a short maybe, yeah. you know, of a, you know, something going wrong. Yeah, no, this is interesting. You kind of get the, the buildup of the friendship between Sully and Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the, the part where it looks like, you know, there's maybe eight monsters up on top of like a, a roof ledge or something. Yeah. And the lights flash up and the one monster, I can't go back to jail. <laughs> he freaks out. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it. I love it. And then there's also on June 21st, World War Z. I want to want, I really want to want it. <laughs> I want to want it. If I can it. say it like that. Yeah. Because I love the zombie genre. And to me, I almost want to compare it to Twilight, honestly. Yeah. You're taking the core topic and you alter it in a way that should never be changed mm -hmm. in twilight they made you know made it okay for uh, a vampire to go out in the sun right you right. can't change that right you know oh i sparkle in the sun <laughs> there's some things that are just core to the creature or the character yeah exactly or... and zombies are supposed to be slow they're dead well there's a lot of other horror movies where the zombies move fast not as fast as this though well now I mean, they're i mean they're they're become like super mutants yeah they're like more powerful than even humans, if even if they like. moved at human speed mm -hmm. I, I could probably accept it but the fact that the zombies are chasing people down mm -hmm. in hordes and in stacking up yeah right? i don't know and I, I you know i don't have a problem with brad pitt being in it you know i think he could do the role just fine yep but it's just yeah well, I hate zombies to begin with, and then Anna saying that this movie really has nothing to do with the book World War Z anymore. Yeah. Just kills it. If it's not even based on it anymore, don't even call it it. Right. They know? just It's another one of those things where they just like the name, and they're like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, like 28 days later, I mean, they weren't technically zombies. They were, right. And, I mean, I would have been fine with that, but I mean... You're calling it World War Z. And yeah. The Z stands for a zombie. Right. <laughs> yeah. As far as we know, unless yeah. they have some weird thing going on we don't know about. Yep. June 28th, White House Down, which Not, is kind of mirror movie with Olympus has fallen. <laughs> yeah. And to me, yeah, I think that's just kind of cheesy. Yep. I don't know. I'm not excited about it. Me neither. You I don't know? like Roland Emmerich's movies for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Foxx has done some good movies. I'm sure he's going to do his role yeah i'm really sure the well. acting will be fine but i don't know i'm just not excited about it and like you said who was it directed by the guy who did uh disaster roland emmerich yeah yeah uh so he's done independence day he did the day after tomorrow he did 2012 they're all disaster movies independence yeah. day i liked but yeah but i mean that was it wasn't really overdone i mean yeah there was some spectacular right explosions but they seemed like they should happen right right and I don't know, I think, obviously, just watching the trailer, I think things are overdone. You know, you got the presidential limousine flipping over into a swimming pool. Yeah. You know, you got helicopters whipping around, and it's like, you're just doing it to do it. It just looks stupid. Yeah. I think you're just, like, blowing up landmarks. Yeah. And significant <laughs> things. He's a little bit more of a DC left to destroy, yeah. I guess. He's like, well, I haven't destroyed the White House since Independence. Although I haven't seen the other movie. Well, I saw The Day After Tomorrow. And I don't remember it that much because it was stupid. 
And then I didn't see 2012, which he might destroy the White House in every movie he does. I think he does. <laughs> but actually, it's like, I'm going to make a whole movie around it now. <laughs> this time around, though, in uh, in this movie, the destruction of the White House, it really wasn't spectacular. No, it wasn't. It actually seemed a little cheap to me. Yeah. Like, wow, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that looks kind of dull. Um, I know how excited you are to see The Heat also on June 28th. <sighs> you didn't even want to watch the trailer. No, well, I, I had seen the trailer once before. Yeah. And again, I think there was like one moment in that trailer where I giggled. Yep. You know? Yeah, doesn't look great. No, it doesn't. We're not the audience. No. It, honestly, this mo- movie reminds me of like uh, uh, Due Date. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I kind of compare it to. Yep. It's just I don't think that the the actor interplay is going to be there. Yep. It's just, no I chemistry. No, I don't think it's going to work. Agreed. Also on June 28th, Byzantium. I think that's how you say it. This was the vampire movie with Gemma Arterton and Sir Royce Ronan. Yeah, before I, I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, even before I saw it pop up, I, I thought it had a, a feel of Interview with the Vampire, yep, and then, yep. then it popped up on the screen. Yeah, from the writers or creators or some directors. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was so exactly. I, I think it'll be good. I thought Interview with the Vampire was good. Yep. Uh, even though it had Tom <laughs> Cruise. <laughs> But no, it was, that was good, and I, I think again, and I think this is what like the vampire scene needs is to kind of go back to what it should be, right? You know, to real vampires, real vampires, yeah, exactly. And classic setting with the one vampire who's lived forever, and yep, they said like two centuries. That's always interesting. Yeah, instead of just like no, oh, <laughs> yeah, and visually it looked kind of cool. I don't really know what's going on with the. With a blood waterfall. Yeah. And, <laughs> they know. always have to do something a little bit over the top. Yeah. <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, visually it looks cool. Yeah. Jul- I think it's going the right direction. I agree. July 3rd, Despicable Me Too. Yeah, super excited. It's so floppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually I'm so excited about it I refuse to watch the trailer. Yeah. I mean, because that, that's the way it was for me in Despicable Me when it first came out. I still had no idea what was going on yeah. with the movie because they didn't give anything away. Right. You know, which I think is great. It so. looks great. I can't wait. I love this big movie. Yeah. It's it's just, I don't know. It well, just I did watch the time. trailer and I'm excited for it still. So. It's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I won't tell you anything. <laughs> Does it include the same villain? No. No? Not that it, not that it shows at least. Not Vector? Nope. <laughs> there was no Vector in the trailer at all or his dad. Also on July 3rd, the one that I won't be seeing, The Lone Ranger. Yeah, that uh, that popped up during uh, Iron Man 3. Yep. And I, I was vi- I was watching it, you know, really focusing in on it. And uh I I might see it. Yeah. I might go see it. I so don't care. <laughs> I was I was really waiting for that like cheesy Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. goofiness and it, it didn't really happen, so I just I think they're not it. showing it yet. I like the whole movie just seems silly to me. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know. I it, also to me it's just it's just weird to to think that Johnny Depp is playing an Indian. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. And you know, usually I'm not like one of these people. Oh, you you can't do that. That's not right. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But it's just I think it would always be in the back of my mind that that's Johnny Depp. That's Johnny Depp. Right. And it's it's not that far off from anything else he's ever played. Yeah. Like, his weird role is almost the standard now. Yeah. Doing something like the Taurus that he did a few years ago where he was playing a normal guy, he never does anymore. No. So, 
Yeah, no, what was the last role? Like Dark Shadows. Yeah. Well, that was still weird, too. I didn't, I never saw that. He was a weird vampire guy. I didn't see that either. But everything he does now is just weird, abstract characters. And it's yeah. Well, old. He's, he's pretty much always played the weird character. I guess so. I mean, all the way back to, you know, Edward Scissorhands yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. He's a mix it up. Yeah. July 5th, the way, way back. Uh, about a boy that's kind of sick of his family, gets a job at a water park, which called Water Wiz, which is interesting because I just have like a weird local connection with that. That was in the town I was born in. There was a water park called Water Wiz. And it looks like a, just a nice coming of age tale, kind of like an indie meet feel movie. Sam Rockwell's in it. I love him. Yep. So I was in, I was very entertained by the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That this one looks good. I mean, I, again, Again, a feel-good movie, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I you can see there's there's a conflict. I, is it his stepdad? Yeah, or is just his mother's boyfriend? Mother's boyfriend, you, Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. see there's definitely some tension there, but mm-hmm. no, it's good in a way. It's kind of reminds me almost like a like a Sandlot movie. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you have that awkward new dad, and then you got these new friends that you meet. Yep, they kind of guide you through. Yeah. He's got like the older mentors and everything guiding the younger kid. That that adds an interesting twist, I think. Yeah. You, know, you can see how he, he makes friends with these two. I mean, what they honestly got to be playing like 40 year olds right. at a water park. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it's good. It made me think of Adventureland uh, that had, I forget which guy. It was a kid like Jesse Eisenberg. And then um, Ryan Reynolds was the older guy who's still hanging around and hasn't really moved on and then i don't think i saw that and while while he seems cool like the cool one for a while (laughs) then you realize that he's kind of a loser because he's that old still working at uh adventureland (laughs) yeah so yeah uh july 12th pacific rim the guillermo del toro big monsters fight big robots i think if you go in with that attitude it's Big monsters fighting big robots and just leave everything else out. It might be enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be incredible action. Yep. And the first time I saw the trailer a while ago, I'm like, oh man, this movie's going to rock. Yeah. And then we just watched it again. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no, I, th- I mean, I think it could be good. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what Guillermo del Toro will do with a lot of money. <laughs> and you know what I think is weird? You ever notice like whenever there's like big monster battles, they always take place in the water. Yeah. You know, like most of the Godzilla battles are in the water. Interesting. I don't know what's going on. And their whole friggin' portals in the water. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that, coming that makes from the sense. Water. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to fight him before they reach land, even though obviously they don't. All right. Obviously on July 12th, Grown Ups 2. Don't care. Don't care either. <laughs> Didn't like the first. Didn't even watch the first one. Didn't even care to watch it. July 19th, Red 2. Excited about Red Looks 2. Looks great. Yeah, it does. You know, I, I love the fact that it basically picks up right where it left off. Yep. I mean, it, it seems like it's only been like maybe like a year since the last yeah. movie. Brings in some other new characters. Anthony Hopkins looks hysterical. Yeah, he does. Which yeah. is not something you say too often. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins <laughs> looks hysterical. I know Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> I know the scene, the trail of the toilets blowing up. Had you <laughs> excited? <laughs> it's just because it's so ridiculous, you yeah. know, but I love it, you yeah. know? Yeah, and no, John Malkovich always is amazing. Yes, yeah, he. I, I don't think the movie would be the same without him. No, you know? not at all. 
Yeah, I love the you know in the first one where he's walking around. What is it? He's got like a bunny or something yeah. with a gun in it. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. You know, he thinks this lady's stalking him, and everybody <laughs> thinks he's crazy. But it turns out the lady really is following him. Yep. Also on July nineteenth, R.I.P.D. for Rest in Peace Department. It's I don't know what to say. Yeah, it looks interesting, but it it's very much aesthetically. A Men in Black rehash. Well, that's what, yeah. But Even I was though say, it is based on a comic book. Yeah. But, like, the poster looks Men in Black-like. It even has, like, on the tips of their guns, there's that blue light, just like the uh, memory erasers yeah. in Men in Black were. They got, like, shades on. The the text that the word R.I.P.D. looks just like Men in Black. Like, <laughs> they're instead of fighting aliens that are in disguise on our planet, they're fighting people that are dead who are in disguise on our living world gets all the same beats so in a way you want to say oh yeah it's so unique and then you're like no yeah it's really not but but it still looks entertaining and that's really all matters the one thing that i love though too is how how you know their characters don't look like themselves in real life right you know i love how one's a hot blonde and the other one's an old asian dude right Awesome. You yeah. Know? <laughs> that's pretty funny. And they could do some really great visual jokes with that exactly. throughout the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, obviously there there has to be. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. They're gonna do some scenario where it has to look like they're kissing or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Uh then also on July nineteenth, Turbo, which is DreamWorks animation, I believe. Uh yeah, the Madagascar and yeah. Kung Fu Panda and those creators. Loved Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. I'm not excited at all about Turbo. Yeah, it doesn't look thrilling. No. Why would you ever let a snail race in the Indy five hundred? Exactly. Like it's so <laughs> ridiculous that it's And honestly, if it ever you know, did happen, yeah. just run the damn thing over. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> but see they can't catch it. <laughs> You see him coming up on your side, run the little bastard over. It's a ridiculous enough premise. Like, I didn't know where it was going. The thing, the snail falls in the uh, nitrous, nitrous, and then all of a sudden it can move at super fast speeds. Like, who cares? Yeah. I don't know. It just does not appeal. But then again, I think for the most part, DreamWorks Animation doesn't know how to write the... They keep trying to do the Pixar formula of, like, hitting all the emotional levels and stuff but they know uh, like madagascar movies are terrible yeah hardly I mean, misreading dynamics that should be there kung fu panda is entertaining but from an emotional standpoint no not it's, really. it's just all jokes yeah that's why i like it right which is fine but i mean like rio you know they're birds they're typical pets yep you can relate to a bird yeah i mean birds can even learn to talk Snail. A snail. What the hell? <laughs> Who cares? They're not cute. Yeah. <laughs> Only thing you want to do is throw some salt on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll slow you down. <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a little salty up in the air here. We must be near the near the ocean. I think turbo's melting. Yeah. July twenty sixth. A controversial one, I think. The Wolverine. I love Wolverine as a character. Yep. And I don't know, I'm not I'm not feeling it. Me neither. You know. The whole idea of him losing his powers don't want to see that <laughs> no that's what makes wolverine awesome right doesn't sound good plus like the whole fact and i think i've said it on the show before the guy is like oh i will i'll make you mortal and i'll take away what they did to you and but that they didn't do that to him they added that amentium that was they it. didn't give him any healing factor that was his, his mutant power you can't take that away they didn't give it to him yeah 
Yeah, he just had bone claws before. Which to me just shows more misunderstanding of the character because, you know, they didn't do enough of that in X-Men Origins. Yeah. So Stupid. that's unfortunate because visually it looks good. It looks like maybe they went back to actual physical claws on Yeah, him. it looks cool. Yeah. You know, that was my big problem with Origins was yep. I hated his claws. and Digital claws. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the best part of him is when he's putting his claws out, you <laughs> right, know? Right, And when you got crappy claws going, yeah. No, I'm not excited about it. Yeah. I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not expecting much. July 31st, The Smurfs 2. Didn't see The Smurfs 1. Don't plan on seeing 2. Saw Smurfs 1. Not planning on seeing 2. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really care. Yeah. August 2nd. There's no trailer for it yet. But 300 Rise of an Empire. Really? Yep. Next 300 movie. I mean, I enjoyed 300 just because epic battles and yep. blood and gore. And I like the the kind of raw, dirty look of the whole film. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. And I mean, like you said, there's no trailer out. but Right. There's nothing to really go on yet. Hmm. But I'm interested. I'm intrigued at the another movie in the same universe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, in I mean, in real life, they really were the ultimate, you know, fighting brutal race of people. Maybe, yep. yeah, I don't know. Empire community. And, yeah. Well, yeah, they are. They were a warrior race. Yeah, yeah, and they they literally were. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, to think that a a society could just live and thrive on just being brutal. Yeah, August second, another one. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this. Two guns. Yeah, that looks really good. Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. Again, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, well, that's why I kind of brought it up right, because right. I'd seen the trailer. And yeah, that looks good. Yeah, uh, the trailer gives away the premise, but that is kind of the hook anyway, because it would just be, you you wouldn't really see anything different about this movie if you didn't know the major hook. There's two guys, Denzel and Wahlberg. They go rob a bank. They pull their guns on each other after the robbery. And it turns out they're both undercover for different agencies <laughs> trying to get these other bank robbers. So now they have to work together after they've already, I don't know. It's, it's a whole clusterfuck, but well, it yeah, great. I think the money that they stole, they yep. stole, they say like $40 million. And apparently that money belonged to, to the CIA. I no, think, I thought right? it was a mafia or oh, something. Oh, okay. And then the mafia goes after each is each one's like family. Yeah. And they take somebody and they want their money back. Right. So then they actually really do have to work together. It looks good. It looks really good. Yep. The, their interplay actually does seem to work. Yeah, <laughs> really well. Yeah. Really, really well. Yeah, forget the heat. This is the <laughs> this is the buddy copish type thing you want to say. August seventh, uh Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters. So we're get, seeing a sequel finally to the first Percy Jackson. For one, it's been too long. Yeah, it has been a little while. And really, Percy Jackson and uh, what was the name of the first one? Uh, the Lightning Thief? Yes, The Lightning Thief. It really it wasn't a strong movie to begin with. No, it wasn't. So I was kind of hoping maybe the second one would be really strong. Mm-hmm. But it's been so long, it's like, I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who cares anymore? And now they all look really different. Yep. I honestly didn't even think it was the original cast, but yep. it, it is. And but it went the opposite way. I thought Percy Jackson actually looked younger in the second one. Yeah, and he looked older in the first. So that's weird. And it's been a while. It's been so, a while. Yeah. And I don't know. 
it's always weird. I, I'm surprised you would have had any interest in this series at all because it just feels like a Harry Potter ripoff. Yeah, well, I I had a teacher in high school that taught uh, humanities. Yep. And uh, he taught a lot of Greek mythology, so I was, oh, okay. I liked that a lot. I dig that, too, yeah. that aspect of it. I'm I mean, just waiting for Kratos to show up. <laughs> you know, actually, because of the movie, even though it wasn't that strong, yeah. I read the series yeah. because I thought the books would be stronger. And unfortunately, the books are really geared towards the very young side of the young adult. I thought they might be, yeah. Which I find strange because he uses a lot of Greek terms. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they better have a like a dictionary next to him. Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to understand what's going on. Yeah. August 9th. Again, there's no trailer for this one, but a movie called We Are the Millers. And I don't even remember. I know Jennifer Aniston's in it, and I don't remember much about it beyond that. So we'll skip it because <laughs> there's no real trailer for it. Also on August 9th, Elysium. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. And I feel stupid asking, but watching the trailer, mm -hmm. where is this place? Is it on Earth? I think so. Okay. It's it's in the near, well, not near future. It's probably like almost a century away, but they have, Elysium isn't technically Earth itself. Yeah, it's like this weird, like... It's almost like ring. Halo, like yeah. a ring above the Earth that they call Elysium where all the rich people live and then all the crap, as they would refer to it, probably lives yeah. on Earth still. But it almost seems like it comes all the way down and actually touches Earth. It might. Maybe. Yeah. That's the only thing I found confusing, but I, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I love yeah. Neil Blomkamp. Like, yep. District 9 was awesome, so I'm in. Yeah, and it doesn't bother me. It's Matt Damon. Yep. He seems... uh from what I saw, he seems to do it well. I like Matt Damon, so yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a very... He's no Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems like a really, uh, you know, not a stretch, but it's a definitely off his spectrum for sure. the, the character. Yeah. But, you know, I actually haven't seen any of the Bourne movies either, so... Oh, I've seen... Well, I saw the first Bourne one that had Damon. I saw the most recent one, but that he wasn't in that one. Yeah. Um, he was fine in it. The movie was dull. I yeah, thought. really. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I find the born. I find all the born movies to move very slowly. Mm. That's just me, though. Also on August 9th, planes. Don't care. Which I don't think is actually Pixar. Really? I think Disney just kind of is doing the animation on that. Because if this was Pixar, you'd see so much more advertisement and everything for yeah. this. Yeah, they really pushed Cars and Cars Two. Right. I never saw Cars Two. I saw Cars One. It didn't blow me away. It was better than I expected, mm -hmm. but that's because I expected garbage. Mm. Just you know, cars is like living yeah. beings. I think is strange. Yeah, I've given my feelings on cars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Often. And for the most part, I, I I think I have to agree with you. But yeah, yeah, planes. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. You know, I mean, it's kind of like like a ripoff too of Thomas the Train. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Plane. Yep. August sixteenth. Uh, there's a movie called Paranoia that I think sounded interesting from the premise, but there's no trailer for that. But there's also Kick-Ass 2, which I am insanely excited about because one was so good, but you haven't seen no, it. No, I never saw it. That drives me crazy because you know you'll think, love it. You know what I think it was? I could have sworn I heard somebody like just saying it was like terrible. 
Oh God! And I'm like, oh, why am I? There was bother a lot then? of controversy about it because of Hit Girl's character. It's like a 13 year old girl that's killing people and swearing and vulgar, and there was a lot of controversy about okay, that. Maybe maybe that was the the kind of the hype I was yeah. hearing about. And some people were really offended by that, but I thought it was so necessary because you feel uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, and you're supposed to. Yeah. If well, you I mean, don't, then there's a problem. <laughs> so obviously they did it right. Yeah. Yeah. They hit every beat they were going for. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so I'm very excited for Kick-Ass 2. On August 23rd, uh, there's one called The World's End, which is a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, like that combo back again. I don't know much else aside from it. I think it's another kind of apocalyptic type idea. So that's kind of happening a lot now, too. Yeah. Uh, but also on August 23rd is The Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Which again fits into that young adult literature. This time with Lily Collins start like finding out she's a demon hunter or some bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's unique. Yeah. But it right now it doesn't it's not doing anything for me. It's unique. It's it's a world hidden with ours. With a young adult who's <laughs> discovering that they're not quite like everybody else. I just described like the five most popular young adult <laughs> series yeah. without saying specifics. And not that I have a problem with it, but uh, I've also seen a trend in, like you said, the the young female. Yeah. It's not the, you know, it's not a boy role anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. but Well, Harry Potter was a boy. Yeah. Um, Percy Jackson Percy boy. Jackson, so but no. then a lot of the others are, yeah. yeah, more female. Yeah, Twilight. Hunger Games. Uh, Hunger Games, The Host. Yep. Um, which was written by Stephanie Chris, Myers. Stephanie Myers. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Christine, but yeah, it is Stephanie. God, I shouldn't know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it aggravates me. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Really? Those are all the summer movies through May through uh, August. So we had promised at the beginning that we would take some time to talk about Iron Man three, and we are going to do that right now in the spoiler room. So let's hit the buttons. Access granted. Welcome. Yay! We can talk about Iron Man 3 now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Been waiting the whole time. Uh, so, what'd you think first? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I find it very comparable, in my opinion, to 1. Really? Yep. Wow. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it is. Because 1 is really, really one good. 1 is super... It's just a super strong movie, and I I've, think. And I've heard that from a lot of people, that one is that 3 is up to par with Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. I did not have quite the same feelings. I didn't hate it. I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it wasn't as good as 1 in my mind. It was way better than 2. Oh, yeah. 2, I don't even want to compare yeah. it to. 2 was not great. Yeah. So, but I don't think it was... I think 1 is a near perfect movie as far as a superhero movie goes for like all the beats it hit and all that stuff and three had some things that kind of aggravated me overall really liked it enjoyed it but my biggest complaint is how much they wasted a certain character of the mandarin because the mandarin whether like you probably wouldn't have this opinion because you don't care who the mandarin is really no i don't know right the Mandarin is Iron Man's archenemy. He's the Iron Man's Joker. Okay. And they reduced his character to some actor playing a part they were calling the Mandarin. Whereas the real Mandarin is like this Asian guy who has a similar look. 
he has all these rings on his fingers that each have different powers and he's power he's really powerful and he's he's Tony's biggest enemy and they just it's almost like for me it was watching Batman and Robin and seeing what they did to Bane yeah okay. and reducing to him to like a mindless yeah, I'm strong. So for me, doing what they did with the Mandarin here felt the same. Okay. And I was not happy with that. Yeah, if I had known that yeah. ahead of time, yeah, that would have been a huge letdown. It created an interesting twist in the movie and everything. And yeah, it, it definitely did. And it created a... It, it was a good storytelling device, but I, I just wish they hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. It was like pulling the rug out from Undia and not in a good way. At least to me, because of what I know, what the what the Mandarin is capable of. So I thought he was going to be the big bad in the movie, and I don't know. That's just me, though. It leaves it still open, though. It does. Because now you know that this guy wasn't the real Mandarin. Well, now it's like, well, is this the Mandarin, or did they... I, I Well, he wasn't even... there. There is no Mandarin, I yeah. don't think, in this universe. Okay. they've. I think that's what they're establishing. Is that this is this is it? We're not ever gonna see the real Mandarin, hmm. which is a bummer. Which, yeah, that seems like a waste. I mean, yeah. that you just shut a door that you know you could always go back to, right? But now they. Can't. I mean, they. I guess they could later on and be like, "Well, I saw that," and but it would be weird at yeah. this point now. Yeah. But it is. This was intended as the end of Tony's story, aside from the Avengers movies, and it did say at the end, Tony Stark will return. Yeah. Even though. I don't know how many people realize that this was Robert Downey Jr.'s last contracted movie. He doesn't even have to come back for the Avengers 2. Yep. So who knows what's going to happen now? I'm sure he will. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. I can't imagine anybody else being Iron Man. Yeah. It would be really hard to, because it is so much of him. Yeah. In this role. Yep. It, those are not shoes you want to fill. No. What other things in the movie did you like or... I really liked how they kind of explored the actual vulnerability of uh, Tony Stark's, yeah. you know? Yep. Because I thought in two, I mean, he slapped the suit on, he was invulnerable. He could do whatever he needed. Yeah. And I liked how they, they kind of got away from that. I like how they they actually had real fight scenes where he's not in the suit. Yep. You know, and again, it goes back to Tony Stark is not just a guy who can operate a suit. I yep. mean, he's more than that. He's an actual fighter. Sure. He's. They showed his ingenuity a lot more. Yeah, in this exactly. One, right. Yep. Which is something you have to take the suit away from him to show for the most part. Yeah. They, uh, one of the things I really did like is that this time around the villain was not of armor birth, more or less. Cause in the first one, you get Obadiah, Stain. And he's like Iron Monger. Yeah. And it's based off of Tony's technology makes the villain. The second one you get Whiplash based off of Tony's technology. You get him. And then. In a way, this was interesting because now this time it was technology that Tony Stark refused. Right. That came after him in the end. Right. It confused me a little bit of uh, where the heat was coming from. I think it was just a part of the process. Yeah. That it, they didn't really explain. Yeah. I mean, in a way, like, I understand, like, it's supposed to be regeneration, mm -hmm. you know, and I could understand if, like, you lost a limb and you were recreating, you know, there'd be a heat exchange in that process. But yep. how how he could just kind of create heat on demand was. Yeah. Maybe it could have been explained. Could I have thought. been. Yeah, I agree. Left it a little bit open. Yep. Yeah. The action was really good. 
Yeah, really good. Give him that. The one thing that bothered me, too, and it's kind of funny that it bothered me because it impressed me at first, mm-hmm. is near the end where all the suits came out. Yeah. It's, you know, at first it hits you as a, it's an awe moment, obviously, but then... Then as I'm watching like the whole scene progress and I'm thinking to myself, you know, the seats are getting damaged, they're blowing up. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, now all this tech is everywhere. Yeah. Anybody could get access to it. That's true. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, in like Iron Man 1, you know, obviously he wants to keep it to himself. Mm-hmm. How do you go from, you know, not wanting anybody to just letting your suits lay where they land? Yeah. I, I thought that was a little off. Yeah. He, well... He did do the clean slate thing at the end, too. So he took care of the stuff that... Like the programming and stuff. Well, like, yeah, blowing up all the suits at the end and everything. Yep. So he kind of got rid of all the evidence. But I I don't think that would do anything for the ones that were just damaged and knocked down. So that's all scattered all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if his helmet was, you know, landed somewhere and somebody could... You know, I'm sure there'd be very valuable information to be learned from that. Now, how'd you feel about the ending? The fact that he kind of put iron man away he he destroyed all the suits he got rid of the arc reactor and it's what pepper wanted but it also puts everything in a weird spot now yeah because i mean really the the suit in iron man is what made tony stark the man he is now yeah i mean he before he was you know a playboy Mm -hmm. and basically after everything that happened it, it created a new man so to to throw it all away, I, I find hard to believe. Yeah, I think it was strange for him to take out the arc reactor and everything. I, I can't say I'm necessarily a fan of that. No. No, definitely not. I mean, again, getting rid of blowing up all your suits. But yeah, like you said, to take actually take that out, it's like, yeah. It destroys a lot of future potential, too. Yep. Because now to do anything, like he can still make the suits and everything. But they're going to have to be self-powering now. Yeah. Which I still didn't necessarily understand that he had to charge his, the, the Mark 42 that formed all over him. Yes, it would have to have some lingering power in order to like snap, like fly towards him on its own and snap and form and everything. But how could he, like when he was flying from wherever it was from his house and he ended up in Tennessee and he was at and he 5%. Had 5% power, I'm like, how? Yeah. You should have almost infinite power. Right. His arc reactor never runs out. Yeah. So I don't understand that. Yeah, I didn't. That didn't even dawn on me at the time. Unless, unless like like his, it's the arc reactor is not really powering it. But that's the whole point of it, right? (laughs) I thought that was the whole point. But maybe it's not enough. Maybe it only does a a little bit in the suit, and then the suit's power does. Like I, I don't understand that one at all. Yeah, I mean, I could understand needing to charge it to get it back to him. Yep. You know when he when I had to get back to Miami. Yeah. You know I understand how I had to sit and charge, but yeah, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So there are like a couple little things like that here and there that I was like, wait, I don't, I don't get that. And part of me, one of the other questions I, I think of, too, is why uh, I forget what he actually called was. Oh, yeah. Operation House Party when he had all the suits come out like that. I'm like, wait. So when he was infiltrating the mansion <laughs> and he had all these suits sitting back at the house. Oh, you know what? You know what I think it was is uh, 
I remember Jarvis saying that the cranes were at the house. Right. I think the rubble had to be removed so that that's what I up. came to the conclusion of in my head too. Yeah. yeah. At least to that that little one line. I don't think a lot of people are going to catch that though. No, honestly, like that. Uh, I, I had to think about it a lot too afterwards to be like, wait a minute, why, why am I? But the crane, that one line might save that. And I almost wish there was less suits because I mean I'd like to think there's like a lot of time and effort involved in each suit, right. especially where they're not. It's not a knockoff, multiple copies of the same one. I mean, they you could visually see they were yeah. all different suits, which I thought were awesome, but it just seems like too much effort would have been involved to, to create all that. Yeah. Well, one of the things... Well, uh, they, they did establish how much, how little he sleeps and how much time he spends working on these True. suits, and it's his obsession. It's all he does. I mean, hell, he was up to a Mark 42. <laughs> and I think in, in the Avengers, it was a Mark 7 was the the last one. So between the time of New York and the Avengers and this movie, he created close to 30 suits. That's crazy. Yeah. But the the thing that was really strange for me was that before the movie came out and like the build up towards it, they were releasing all these teaser images like you said of all the different suits and everything and how they were different and how they looked different. And one of them had like pistons on the arm, and then there was the big like Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, almost. he was cool. Yeah, and they had all these different suits, but they didn't really take the time to show how they were different aside from just quickly see like the one with the like plunger hands or whatever, or the big piston hands. The thing was gone as soon as it showed oh, yeah. up on screen. Like yep. they ripped the head right off right away. I'm like, what? Why even bother making a suit that looks different if you're just going to destroy it right away? Yep. So like, I would have liked to see quick scenarios where each suit kind of showed its specificity yeah. and what it was built for. Even if it wasn't effective. Right. You know, but yeah. Just yeah. to show why it is what it is. Like the big one at least had like the spine reinforcement to kind of lift up the heavy piece. I get that. So that was a quick thing that worked for that one. All the others, nothing special. No. Really? Yep. So why even bother? And I was a little disappointed with uh, the Iron Patriot. Yeah. I because I mean you such know, a he was small part so, so yeah such a small part I mean he's on the movie posters yep. I'm like wow something major is gonna happen yeah and the one thing that was interesting that they did do though is uh they had they used it as the Trojan horse and had an enemy inside of it and in the comics Iron Patriot is an enemy he's not on Tony's side mm-hmm. so that was interesting so to kind of make it synonymous with the comics where the enemy is now inside was kind of cool. I would like to say, though, also as well, that my prediction was correct. Pepper Potts was in armor. And unfortunately, I knew that from the trailers, even. The trailers even ruined that. Yeah. Like, I made that prediction before that trailer came out, saying that based on, and I had that whole article on the site, based on all these things, I'm predicting Pepper's going to be in a suit of armor in Iron Man 3. I thought she would be in the armor more. But she was, well, actually, that's not true. She was in a decent amount. Uh, earlier in the movie when the house is being destroyed and everything. And she even saves Tony. And she was badass at the end. Yeah, she was. Oh, my God. That was cool. And for a minute there, I actually thought she might actually turn on Tony. Yeah. I mean, she just had this, like, crazy enraged look. Yep. You know, and obviously she's glowing. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. What's going to happen now? Yeah, that was cool. And the other, I mean, I kind of thought it was weird, too, the fact that he never figured out a real way of defeating 
the enemy. Mm-hmm. It just kind of luckily happened almost. Yeah. You know, it's well, it was not, Pepper that did it. Well, yeah, but I mean, even the other characters, you know, that oh, had yeah. that, that type, you know, the little the minions. Yep. You know. Well, he he blasted the one on Air Force One with his Unibeam from his chest. Yep. It just put a huge hole in him. So he took care of that one. <laughs> and that was like just <laughs> brutal. Yeah. I didn't think he was just going to flat out cold blood kill the guy like that. I was I was waiting for the camera to pan down. Oh, and show the hole. And you just saw a, a huge crater in his yeah, chest, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, they probably won't. Yeah, for the kid's sake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was interesting too that Pepper ended up destroying the big bad uh, with the same method that she watched Tony earlier do, because there was the part. Or actually, did she even see that? No, she wouldn't have seen that. No. But they still redid it, which was interesting. Uh, they had, remember the part where Tony's in the Mark 42 armor, the house is being destroyed, the, the armor is non-functional as far as combat goes, so he like drops a missile out of his up forearm, yeah. throws it and shoots it with the repulsor. It's the same exact thing Pepper did at the end. Yep. She picked up. But no, she wouldn't have seen that. No, she wouldn't have. Nope. So I was like, oh, she, she learned it. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> but then it didn't end up that at all. She, there's no way she could have seen. Well, I guess she could have. Potentially. Potentially, but it's kind of a stretch. She was far away. But I thought that was interesting that she did the same thing Tony did. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but... <laughs> it worked, though. It wasn't cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it still came out well. Oh, and the uh, the ending scene. The end credit scene. If you want to call it a scene. Yeah, I mean, I it guess. was a scene, but it didn't give anything away. Yeah, I was really hoping for some sort of Avengers build starting now. The and only it- thing I got out of it was... Maybe they're trying to hint towards the fact that they're going to do another Hulk movie sooner than later. Right. Maybe. I'm hoping. Not that they show the Hulk. Right. So the end credit scene, Bruce Banner listening to Tony's story, which he fell asleep <laughs> during and didn't hear any of what happened during Iron Man 3, which was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what you get out of it is the fact that this whole movie was a story. Right. You know. I almost thought he was like Tony was making it up or something and they were going to have him on the couch and his arc reactor would still be in or something. That would have been cool. Like maybe he he exaggerated or stretched the ending of it, of the movie. So like everything happened, like through the extremist stuff. And then after he cured Pepper, he started adding on all these other things that didn't really happen, like throwing it away and all that stuff. That Yeah, that's one thing I wish... He didn't actually throw it away. <laughs> mm. At least keep it. Right. He still has the old one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, that probably blew up in the house, actually. Yeah, true. He doesn't I have think, anything left. I think, if anything, the ending scene should have been him. If you want to do something significant, show him working on a new armor. Yeah. Like, after he blew up everything, like, kind of sneaking, working on a new one, so that Pepper can be pissed off in Avengers 2 when he takes out, what, you were making a new one the whole time? <laughs> Damn it, Tony. That'd be more entertaining to me. Yep. But yeah, as far as ending credit scenes goes, I was disappointed with this yeah. one. And actually, since he did the the clean slate, I mean, doesn't that mean that Jarvis is gone? Uh, Jarvis was his house computer, too. So it wasn't just the suits. But I, Jarvis is an AI that exists in, like, everything. Yeah. I, I don't think he'd be gone. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the house is gone. All right. his suits are gone. He, he did you know. take Dummy with him. Yeah. At the end, you see him throw him on the, on <laughs> yeah. the back of the yeah. truck. Covered in seaweed. Arm. Yeah. 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 That was nice. 
So, I mean, in a way, that that itself is kind of a hint that he's not quite done. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Obviously not. I mean, he's in Avengers 2. <laughs> Iron <Yeah>. Man is. <laughs> as far as I know, Iron Man's going to be a part of Avengers 2. We don't necessarily know that for sure. Hmm. It probably depends on... And maybe they ended it the way they did because they don't know what's happening now. Yeah. This could be an ending point for Tony's story, although it did say Tony Stark World Turn, so I don't know. <laughs> so confusing. Uh, Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap up there. We are over our normal time anyway, so. <laughs> and I'm definitely getting tired. <laughs> it's late. Uh, final thought, something you want to plug? Nothing to plug. All right. Please go to thegeekgeneration.com. Check out everything we do over there. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. Please like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at geekgeneration on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. So before I pass out, <laughs> just exhaustion, uh, let's get out of here, and I will see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.